Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. How's the bacon, did you say? That's it, Oh, what a fantastic hit! Roy Keane on Holland. Here's Sancho. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Prawn Sandwich Podcast. I thought I was going to mess it up then, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> We've just been talking uh, before we went live how Dylan once messed it up when we were recording and I genuinely thought I was going to trip over my words. Emphasis, anyway. on, emphasis on once, by the way. Like, <laughs> <laughs> never let it down. <laughs> it was just... <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Jamie Jackson, joined by Dylan McKenzie and Nathan Cupid. Hello. How's it going, boys? Hi, everybody. Uh, today, we're doing another player profile, and it's been my choice again. We've all been pretty excited about uh, about this one, as is one is a proper pod favourite. It's uh, Gabriel Omar Batistuta, or Batigol, as uh, <sighs> more common than known, I guess. <laughs> Um, sticking to the Argentina theme because uh, I, I chose Tevez on my last one as well. I've just got a, I've just got a proper love for Argentina forwards, it seems. Um, but yeah, so we'll be going through the career of Gabriel Batistuta, um, talking about some of our favourite moments and stuff, just the usual stuff that we've done on our previous uh, player profiles. Have uh, you had good fun uh, researching this one, lads? Loved it. Oh, I normally do. Um, so for like listeners and that, I've got like a little book that I, I always use and I always do like one page and then my 11 goes on the other page. For this and I've got two and a half pages, then squeeze my 11 on the bottom of the third. <laughs> oh, <that> <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely loved it. That's, uh, that's impressive. Like, that is impressive. It. It's, it's just been a sheer like goal montage porn fest. Oh. <laughs> like the last week. Like I was sat in, uh, I was sat. I've been back at work and uh, had a little break, so I thought I'll, I'll fire it on my desk and uh, sit and watch um, Gabriel Batistuta's best Serie A goals compilation. And I had like two other members of staff just around us, and we're all just like, "Oh my god, he was some player, eh, wasn't he?" <laughs> it, like I have genuinely felt like I've been seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve year old again. Like just, oh. It's been it's been such a joy, and like I don't know about yous, um, but you see, when I was growing up in the nineties, like I always thought Fiorentina must have been like this massive club. <laughs> they weren't really, yeah. Nah, and so, nah. like the loyalty he had to stay there for so long. Like we'll get into it obviously as we like move through his career, but I, like some of their league finishes in that time were piss poor. Like oh. It's the whole set, like the like we call it the big six. They were our lot, but back then it, the Italians obviously give everything a nickname, and it was the seven sisters because there were seven teams that could win the league at any point. Like unreal. Oh, it's mad. Like as I say, I always thought they were a massive club, and they'd, they'd only won like they had one Serie A in the past, but it was like once in the once in the sixties and once in the fifties. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But anyway, back to back to Batigol, born on the first of February in nineteen sixty nine. Uh, could have been a lot different for him. 
couldn't he? He uh, had more interest in being a basketballer apparently when he was when he was younger. Yep. And, uh, it was height. Yeah, absolute beast. Like six foot one, and then when you watch the footage of him back, it was so fast as well. Oh, like, just... I, I didn't realize what a fast player he was. Like I don't remember him as well. The spring in his jump as well, so you could definitely tell he'd make a good basketballer. Yeah. So athletic. So athletic. Machine. Um, started off his career as most top, top Argentina forwards do at Newell's Old Boys. <laughs> uh, before, obviously, moving on and playing in Europe. Um, but he did play, he's one of the few players that actually... Played for both River Plate and Boca Juniors whilst in Argentina and made the move from River to Boca um, after obviously leaving leaving Newell's. Um, at Newell's Old Boys, it was quite nice to see that it was Bielsa that he uh, that he played under. Um, his first year there, though, uh, he struggled because it's not his, it wasn't his local club, was it? So... Um, I've lost a page here. I was on a roll then. <laughs> you struggled to play Bielsa ball. <laughs> but uh, it's one season at Newell's anyway. Seven goals in uh, 24 league appearances before getting a move to River Plate. Again, he struggled at River Plate as well. Only getting four goals in 21 before getting his move to Boca. It was really it was that season, that 1990-91 season at Boca Juniors that uh, really got his reputation up. Uh, 19 goals in 47 appearances in all competitions and of course winning the uh, Argentina Primera Division with them there. And like a lot of uh, Argentina players at the time, it was, it was like a, a foot in the door in Europe, wasn't it? That you moved to Spain, you moved to Italy. Yeah. Rules in England were a bit different back then and obviously the Premier League hadn't really kicked in and all this money and it, English football wasn't really an attractive option for foreign players at the time really was it uh, they were only just back in Europe um, so after years of being banned from playing in European competition after high soul it was uh, you didn't get many foreign players in English league at the time but it was Fiorentina of course that uh, took a chance from him after his glowing appearances in the 1991 Copa America for Argentina. Uh, we're going to move on to his uh, international career a little bit later on. Um, but yeah, so Fiorentina in Syria, 13 goals in his debut season. Um, Fiorentina themselves, though, were struggling a bit at the time. Not really a team for the star players, obviously. They just lost Baggio a couple of years before to Juventus. And, uh, I think they had uh, Diego Fusa was the top scorer of the season before Batagol joined from midfield with like nine goals. <laughs> so, but uh, sign him and, well, <laughs> the rest is history when it comes to Fiorentina and Batagol, isn't it? Yeah, pure. Is, uh, I've, got, I've got a nice quote if you want it. Go on then, fire away. Uh, so, just for people, I've been reading a book called Carl Show's Greatest Forwards, and this quote is, well, it's given by. It was in a, it was in a, it was in a, it was in summer on a time, but it's given by Giancarlo Rinaldi, and it's Guerrero Madomo Duranella Lotta 
Lanelamino described as a never defeated warrior, strong in the battle, but loyal in the spirit. And that was how we liked him. <laughs> Unreal. Something just so romantic. I read that, I was like, Jesus. Oh, they, only, they only finished 12th in that first season with him there. It's better than the second season. Better than the second season, indeed. In the uh, 1992-93 season. Because back then, City A only had 18 teams in. And the bottom yeah. three still went down. Fiorentina finished 16th, relegated. Um, Batistuta has got 19 goals though in the league that year. Um, a lot of talk at the time. Apparently, when you look back, interest from the likes of Real Madrid, Barcelona. But I think it's like you, like you just said in that quote there. It's that word loyalty. Yeah, like it's still it's still young there. He's only what 23, 24. Yeah, property. Scoring 19 goals in the early 90s in the city, yeah. Like, even if he was relegated, that's a... Uh, but you've got to think as well, like... Italian football wasn't exactly like what it is now, where, like, more strikers can get a, de- a handful of goals in Italy now, whereas back then, you'd be looking at it, if you're a striker, you'd be considered outstanding if you've got 10 goals in a season. Like the standard of defending in the nineties in Italy is ridiculous. Especially the early, the earlier nineties. Yeah. Once the once they started getting the better forwards going, and the, the Italian football changed a bit. Completely. Um, um, they had well, what they did. Didn't they? they had the best forwards in the world, basically. Oh yeah, like, best league in the world during that entire decade. Yeah, this European Super League that they've been <laughs> talking about recently. <laughs> <laughs> there was a European Super League in the 1990s and it was Syria. <laughs> yeah, it was unreal. <laughs> <laughs> but he stuck with them despite relegation in that 92-93 season, scoring 16 goals in 26 league games in Serie B to help them get promoted. And it was around that time as well that uh, was the World Cup at the end of I know we said we'd touch on his um, international career a bit later on, but I think we'd have to mention it, given given the fact it was the tournament where Maradona got booted out for his um, <laughs> <laughs> fiendish antics. But Batistuta, start, bit of a star of that World Cup. Yeah. I remember you once saying on a previous pod that Batistuta was uh, always top scorer in the World Cup as long as he was actually in the World Cup. Yeah. It wasn't until after he got, obviously, Argentina get eliminated that people would overtake him as top goal scorers. So, obviously, Ball Italia and Channel 4 was maybe just quite fresh to the TV screens back here then, but obviously World Cups are televised all over the world. So, his reputation on a world stage after that World Cup must surely have grown massively. Yeah, definitely. It was the following season, the 94-95 season, that like his numbers really started hitting massive heights. 26 league goals in 32 league games. This is most Serie prolific in Serie A, that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, it, was, it was the only time he was top scorer in the actual division itself. Mm. With Claudio Ranieri as gaffer. Yeah. 
Well, Claudio Ranieri said a really, really nice quote about him in his time at Fiorentina. Said if Fiorentina were playing in Europe, he'd be considered like for the Ballon d'Or every season. Is this that bad? Because yeah, the, but they weren't finishing in high positions basically. Yeah. That, that 94 95 season, they finished 10th. They got to the quarterfinals of the Coppa Italia, but they're, they're not getting in Europe. <laughs> it's, it's mad. Like, as I say, I always considered them a, like, like a big side. Massive, massive side. Sorry, just to put in for like the YouTubers and that, um, my camera keeps going off because hair fever is pure kicking my ass and no one needs to see me blow my nose. <laughs> just where everyone was wondering what the hell's going on <laughs> uh, he's, he's muting his microphone to blow it off screen blow it, <laughs> yeah. uh, off mic as well so I'm putting some graft on this episode yeah. <laughs> <laughs> such a class such a class so stick it, sticking with uh, his Fiorentina form moving on from the 94, 95 season. The 95-96 season was a bit of a turning point for Fiorentina, I feel, in the 90s. A fourth place finish, which obviously nowadays would get you a Champions League, but it was all a bit different back then. You had to win the league and then there were some runners-up that were lucky enough to enter qualifying rounds. Um and the rest would cipher down for UEFA Cup. But they actually won the Coppa Italia that year, which means the following season they will qualify for the Club World Cup. Gabriel Batistuta's first bit of silverware since moving to Europe and scoring a cool 26 goals in the 95-96 season as well. Unreal. Absolutely unbelievable, man. Uh, his fig- figures just get a bit ridiculous after that. I think he kind of like took the mantle, didn't he? I think he was kind of like, right, I'm sick to death of waiting for the ball to come to me. I'm just going to just do it now. <laughs> Must be mid though, like 90, 93, 94, what, you win Serie B. And then 95, 96, you're already winning yeah. two trophies and finishing fourth. I yeah. think it's worth noting as well, in the 19, in 1994, that's when Rui Costa signed for Fiorentina. Yeah. So... <clears throat> He scored 26 goals in Serie A in that 94-95 season with the addition of Rui Costa to that midfield. Yeah. Rui, like, obviously, he got a move to AC Milan. Rui, just to touch on Rui Costa a sec, at the start of the millennium, he was like 30-year-old when he got that move to AC Milan. He was one of the best midfielders in Europe. Yeah. I... From, like, 1996 to 2000. That's quality. So again, like another like another player sticking loyal to Fiorentina in that time. Must Although be they... something about Florence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the kits, eh? They've always got pure tidy kits. And the other uh, where were we? So yeah, so won the Coppa Italia in the 95-96 season. Scored 19 goals in Serie A, 27 goals in all competitions. 96-97 season. So, they had a hell of a run in the Cup Winners' Cup this year. Hell of a run in the Cup Winners' Cup. Um, it was Barcelona that actually knocked them out in the semi-finals. And it was Barcelona that went on to win the tournament. Who had a certain 
other iconic number <laughs> nine <laughs> <laughs> playing for them. Won the Super Copper that year as well. Missed yeah, that. they did. Just before. Well, but Batigol actually scored in the in the first leg of the semi-final, which was at the New Camp. Yeah. Um, but Barcelona obviously went on to went on to win that tournament. I just forgot to mention that previous season where they, they won the Copa Italia. When you were watching the game back, did you? They played Inter in the semis and then Atalanta in the final. And the games were always over two legs, even the finals back then in Italy. Yeah. Batistuta scored in all four legs of the semi-finals <laughs> and the final. So good, man. Yeah. <laughs> like we've, uh, we're not really talking in depth about his goals just yet because we've got a little segment later where we're going to go through going to go through <laughs> our favourite goals. A couple of them will get mentioned like probably while we're talking about them. Oh. Um, to be fair, there's 187 of them alone for Serie A, so you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, obscene. <laughs> obscene numbers. Um, despite getting to the semi-finals of the Cup Winners' Cup, though, in 96-97, it was ninth place in the league. Again, disappointing. And the round of 16 for the Coppa Italia. Uh, but it was after that, Ranieri left and Giovanni Trapattoni came in to manage Fiorentina around that time. Serial winner. Absolutely. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Signs Andrea Kanchelskis from Everton in that summer. <laughs> that's that's going to win the league. <laughs> the problem was, like when you're looking back at some of the squads that they had, like obviously they've got Rui Costa in midfield and Gabriel Batistuta. They're going to be like the linchpins of these sides. There's never any like great defenders that jump nah. out to you. Nah, you're reading through some of Fiorentina's squads. At nah, like, not at all. We, we mentioned Thomas Repka there. Like Thomas Repka wasn't a, like a world class centre back. I <laughs> <He> was, mate. <laughs> you tried telling West Ham fans that. <laughs> West Ham like had like awful finishes while they were there. Not... <laughs> I think he could be maybe he's maybe he's be accused of being like a big fish in a small pond, but and like liking that kind of situation. Yeah. But he could definitely like never, the goals never, speak for themselves. Like, you know what I mean? As an outsider looking in, like only I was very young at the time. But like even growing up and like you're a bit biased to the football that you grew up with. I've never never looked at Fiorentina as a small pond. <laughs> yeah. Never never have. And they were only ever in the Champions League once. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like nowadays, Atalanta. Yeah, yeah I Atalanta you, have I... now been in the Champions League more times than Fiorentina ever were. Yeah, but kids now will probably think Atalanta are a big yeah, team because yeah. they've played like Liverpool and that, but when they look yeah. back, the like four or five years ago, they'll be like, "What?" Yeah, I... yeah. Like, or even like, like we're doing like twenty years on. And you'd be yeah, like, Jesus, Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Get those pipes, our flat caps and slippers, and all that, and proper old men. Back in my day, Atlanta were brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> That follow, following season from the uh, ninth place finish, uh, it was a 
redeemed some league form, finishing fifth in the league in 97, 98, getting to the quarterfinals of the Coppa Italia. Kanchelskis effect. Kanchelskis effect, indeed. Batistuta getting 21 league goals in 31 league games, 24 in all competitions. But the following season was... The 98-99 season must go down as, like, the biggest disappointment in Fiorentina's history. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Is when the, uh, was that the start of the season where Batistuta Bat- Bat- scored in the first 11 games in the season? Just, just Yeah, games. just straight yeah. out the cannon. Straight out the cannon. Like, straight from the off. They'd signed Ed Mundo, which <laughs> proved to be a bit of a disaster in the end. <laughs> to help it help take the pressure off him. I think Delivio had returned Delivio returned at this point. Yeah, Delivio was back. Delivio was back. Um Toldo in goal, obviously Toldo's been a mainstay of this side for as long as Batistuta has just a Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this was the season. You've got Trapatoni there, he's had a year to bed in. Batistuta is now like approaching the very peak of his career as what he should be, given the age is 29-year-old at this point. But Fiorentina are flying, absolutely flying, all the way through this season. Again, it gets to around January, February, and Batistuta gets injured. And just like we mentioned in the recent Club World Cup tournament, Edmundo, who should have been <laughs> stepping in to fill the void when his injury came in, was like, no, 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 no. I'm going to the Rio Carnival for a few weeks. It's in my contract. <laughs> and pff, basically, the momentum was gone once Batistuta got injured. Yeah, completely. The season, basically, season basically fell apart and it, it took a lot to actually turn it back around. Um they did end up finishing third, which would qualify them for the following season's Champions League. Mm-hmm. But really, they should probably have won eight games that season, which might not seem like a lot, but the games that the lost games against AC Milan, um, Atlanta, funnily enough, at that important juncture in the season. Yeah, especially as AC Milan went on to win the league with uh, I think Lazio the runners up, and Fiorentina only just scraped third. Interesting fact about that season: they were in the UEFA Cup, and we're in the back when it was like round of thirty-two, round of sixteen. Aye. they won their game. They should have went through in the round of thirty-two. But a fan threw a like a missile slash bomb onto the pitch at a match official. I see now read this. Yeah. <laughs> Injured him. So as punishment, they got like kicked out of the tournament. Because I'm not being funny with the squad they had that UEFA Cup in the 98, 99 season. Like they'd, they'd have had a great chance of winning that as well. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. It's kind of that's like a run where like Italian clubs were minting the UEFA Cup as well, wasn't it? Like that, yeah, it's kind of like their yeah, cup. Yeah. That that decade, Italian t- Palmer won what two UEFA cups. Um, I think Inter beat Schalke, didn't they? Yeah, in- Inter won UEFA cup. Lazio won a cup winners cup in the UEFA cup. Yeah, Juventus won a UEFA <laughs> cup in Champions League. <laughs> AC Milan won what two Champions League? Two Champions Leagues. Absolutely ridiculous. 
Italian teams in Europe, and that, that's definitely why you like just considered all the Italian teams mint as well. Yeah, I think that's what it was, especially when we were growing up. Like, say, like on about like Fiorentina not being a big club, it's like as soon as you like, it's just you just like you tar it with that brush, don't you? So, like, AC Milan are winning everything, so like, here comes another club from Italy, and like, oh god, these must be mint. <laughs> I know, <laughs> it's mad, like, but you, you wouldn't have known when you were that age that. Fiorentina had been relegated early. Oh no, nah, not at all. Come back up and like and Palmer's success. Palmer had only ever got to the Serie A in the early, yeah. the back end of the eighties. They'd never been in Serie A before, and then they were going on <laughs> and winning the cup winners' cups, UEFA cups, and that. Exactly. So money in football is not a new thing, kids. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. A few years after this win, Italian teams all just went bust from spending money they didn't. <laughs> but yeah, uh, third place finish in the league and a runners up, runners up in the Italian Cup and another prolific season for our man. As I say, twenty-one goals in twenty-eight games and twenty-six goals in all competitions that season. But I think the following season, most definitely would have been where Batistuta introduced himself properly. Oh, yeah. To any kind of, like, armchair English fan that hadn't watched Football Italia and hadn't really seen much of him on an international stage. Because let's not forget, we've skipped over the 98 World Cup there because we'll come on to it later. Yeah. Where he, well, played class there. Got yeah. against England. <laughs> um, just got five goals or something in the whole competition. Um, but the 99-2000 season, when Fiorentina finally get to go in the Champions League, and we've, we've got it, it's in our opening, it's in our opening <laughs> credits. <laughs> <laughs> the commentary from his goal against Man United, when yeah. I mean, he was linked with Man United all the time, uh, in the night, especially after Cantona left, there was that two or three year period where it was clear Ferguson wanted like. And number nine. Top, 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 like number nine. And for him to rinse Yap Stam, who was arguably like, what, top three centre-backs in the world? At One the of the best defenders on the planet, yeah. Just mugged him clean off. and With two touches. Rock, two touches <laughs> and then a rocket from bloody 30, 35 yards that just went right through Bosnich. Aye. And Big Ron has the audacity to say that he should have saved it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Big Ron, what a guy. He 100% just... have meant that as well. Oh, yeah. And, Definitely. Uh, that, uh, he scored six goals in 11 games in that Champions League. And obviously what would prove to be his final season at Fiorentina. And he scored against Arsenal as well, of course. And not what a finish that was or not. That's, That's the one awesome. at Wembley Stadium. Yeah, we like leaves Winterburn and he smashes he, it. He draws him in. He's yeah. like, well, there's like one touch in it. If you like analyze it, he draws him in, and then he's like, bye. Oh, it's mint. Like, oh, it's just rick up. He, 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 he nearly made my three, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just like how he, he gets him in, and then Winterburn's like, oh, I've got him here. Bye. And then see him, he just puts his hands up, like, yeah. It's, Scan through, keep, them. No saved, Scan through them. No keepers. Scan through them. No, I absolutely. I know he's, he's got. A, what I found watching all these goal compilations and that, every like everybody has this generalization 
that Batistuta was just rocket, 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 like every goal. And now bear yeah. in mind, the two that we've mentioned in detail so far have been. <laughs> but it wasn't just that. Eh? Like There is no type of goal he could not score. Nah. Yeah, but every footballer can, they're not obviously the same. Every footballer can probably hit a ball hard. Keeping it down is a different Yeah. Yeah, it's skill. knowing how to strike the ball. It's, it's a different skill. Yeah, while sprinting as well, a lot yeah. of the time. And the balls were heavier back then as well. <laughs> I think there's only really for like the amount of goals he scored, Van Persie that gets maybe near him for like shot power goals. Like I know that everyone mm. likes to bang on about Adriano, but Adriano didn't get as many goals as like Batistuta is. Yeah. I didn't and think I'm about Van Persie. From anywhere. It is rockets. I didn't think about <laughs> Van Persie. I was like, I was thinking about comparisons and like the only one, as much as I do bang on about him, but the only one I could like kind of compare to him would maybe be Cavani. But like, even then, he's not touching Batistuta. Yeah. Similar kind of build as well. Yeah. Like, as I say, those, those goals compilations that we've been able to watch, there's one on YouTube that's half an hour long and it's every goal. <laughs> And if you've got a spare half an hour, just sit and watch. Just oh, put, yeah. pull up a box of Kleenex and just sit and watch it because you're going to have a good 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dill's already that. prepped. Do it quite <laughs> regular. But uh, yeah, so that 99-2000 season for Fiorentina, again, a season where they maybe could have thought they had a, a chance of, of winning the league, but Poor league form again, seventh um, quarterfinals of the Coppa Italia and second second group stage in the Champions League. Yeah, yeah. Weird, weird. The two era. group stage phase of the Champions League is something I never want to go back to. Oh, fucking hell, too much football, man. <laughs> it was straight to the quarterfinals for the city, but an extra four games of what you normally Yeah, I, two Mental. group stages, man. If we just just have a quick skim over like all those league finishes, like let's forget the relegation and the promotion from Serie, like back up from Serie B. Yeah. So his time at Fiorentina: tenth, fourth, ninth, fifth, third, seventh, ninth, and only one of them, sorry, only two of them got him um, European qualification from a league finish. Bit of a worse than Europe, in it. It's ridiculous, it, isn't it? It is like that entire decade where he's considered one of the best strikers in the world, one of the best footballers on the planet. He only played in Europe three times. Exactly. Cup winners cup. Um, no, sorry, sorry. Oh no, yeah, yeah, three times. Cup winners cup where they got to the semi final. UEFA Cup where they got booted out of the round of thirty-two because of a fan throwing something at the line. <laughs> Uh, the Champions League, the second group stage. I will flip it though, and you say like, if he's not at Fiorentina. Do we do we love him and have that romance with him as much? Like, yeah, I know for a fact he's at Man United. I don't. Yeah, I... and that's not me saying I don't like Man United strikers. Crap, you like Dwight York and Andy Cole, but I don't love him. Yeah, like, with Fiorentina kit. I know. I know what you mean. I. Uh... Yeah, I one hundred percent. You could just see what it meant was them every time he scored. Yeah, mm. I tell you what, it, yeah. I, really, I really liked about watching these videos back, and it, it it is a bit weird because we haven't watched like any football over the last year with fans. 
Yeah, hundred percent. It does make such a difference when you're watching old videos and getting fans' reactions. Oh, and getting the crowd reactions and the way players are celebrating with the fans. Definitely. You just you just see the energy from it. Yeah. And That's it, one of my oh, it's just like an all-time memory that I have of him. Like he fires it in top corner. He's got them black boots on with the Reebok fucking the big Reebok badge on. He goes on one knee, he does the guns and his hairs everywhere. He just yeah. and he's screaming at the top of his voice, man. Oh, it just doesn't look like a footballer. He's got that fucking mane flying. It's about just everywhere. It's his hairs <laughs> everywhere. Ah, <laughs> oh. fucking get big mane like beard and that. He's built it's built like a brick shit house. And he's kicking centre halves all over the pitch. <laughs> Yeah, well, and they're booting him. Yeah, exactly. His, uh, his ankles were a fucking mess, like. <laughs> but his there's a thing I'd, I'd read um, when we're doing things and that. Um, I think it's on. I can't remember what thing I'd read it on, but it it got to one point where his legs were hurting him that much that he actually went to a hospital and pleaded for them to take. They cut his legs off him because he just couldn't yeah, bear uh, the pain. After after his retirement, yeah, his ankles. One ankle in particular, he, he wanted amputated because it was giving him, giving him that much pain. Yeah. Look at the goals he's got, man! Like, <laughs> but no, his last season at Fiorentina, the stats for it: twenty-three league goals in thirty games, twenty-nine goals in all competitions, and in Italy's capital. Certain Fabio Capello has been in charge for a season, and Roma are determined to make a go of winning a Scudetto for the first time since 1981. Hope I've got that right. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know the story about how he signed for how he signed for Roma? I just thought because he was fed up and not winning one, and he felt like he deserved <laughs> one. <laughs> so. Just, just before we move on to Roma, because obviously Batistuta later on inducted into the Hall of... was inducted into both teams' Hall of Fame. Um, a little quote he said about Fiorentina. From the moment I arrived at Fiorentina, I wanted a place in the history of the club. And now I can say I've succeeded. That was uh, a quote from when he got inducted into the Hall of Fame some 15 years after. And then he wiped away a tear with the scarf, if you watch it. It's pure sad. Beautiful. Oh, Beautiful. <laughs> no, nothing, nothing better than a South American crying like. <laughs> but yeah, the, basically, Fabio Capello determined to win the league with Roma. He's just been in charge at Real Madrid. Um, Roma's president Stefano Sensi authorized signings of Walter Samuel, which could be almost considered as equally as important as the signing of Batistuta. Um, Hitoshi Nakata had moved there. Halfway through Capello's first season, Christian Panucci um, eventually arrived in due course. But Capello and the director, Franco Baldini, devised a plot to sign Batistuta because uh, Stefano Sensi wouldn't authorize that amount of money on a player that had no resale value, that couldn't really afford, and was, what, 31 year old? Yeah. So. Capello and Baldini went out for dinner and hatched a plan that Baldini was going to get in touch with a journalist he was friendly with and they told him to run with a front page headline of Rome's local paper Sensini buys Batigo 
just so then it would stroke the ego of Sensi when the fans' adulation would be so much that he couldn't. Oh, not so he go goes and does it. <laughs> Fabio Capello, man. Love so that. The story breaks, comes out, and then Zensini's, um Sensi's awoke by Rome fans chanting his name outside his house, and he doesn't understand why. And then he's obviously, the news has got to him. It's like, oh shit! I've got, <laughs> I've got, to, I've got to buy back. <laughs> Unreal. So, thirty-six point two million euros uh, for a thirty-one-year-old world record transfer for a player over the age of thirty at the time. A record that stood for seventeen years. Such was the magnitude of the signing, Unreal. the quality of the player at the time. And well, it worked. Oh, I did it. it. No, I mean that Roma side was a hell of a side, and we've spoke about it before. <laughs> but the the front two of well, the front four options that they had that season oh. of Batistuta, Montella, Totti, and Del Vecchio were just every every week you'd see it on a uh, um, football football Italia. Just goal after goal after, after goal. Either one of them or like a few of them scoring. Oh, there isn't a team in Europe or even on the planet that any one of them four couldn't walk into at that time. Yeah. And, and Del Vecchio was like a pure, like he was like fourth choice. He was like the worst one of the lot of them. If you were to cut, if you were to, I'm, and I'm not comparing them to Man United's four that won the treble, <laughs> like front four, but like if you were to like put them in like a pecking order. Wow, a, a, a lot of the time played just behind, like Montella and Batistuta. They were they were the main choice, and Totti played. Like, like a, as, as yeah, a, yeah. It was a bit later on in his career, wasn't he? That he played more as a centre forward. But like Del Vecchio would have been like your Sheringham of the ninety eight ninety nine season to get a comparison. Quality footballer, scored some important goals, but only a handful throughout the season. Mm. But it was just down to minutes. It was just down to minutes that he wasn't scoring. Um, he scored on his uh, Roma debut, which was a UEFA Cup game. Batistuta, not Del Vecchio. <laughs> <laughs> and it just took him. It just took him two games to get off the mark in Syria with goals against Lecce. And uh, well, just like he had every other previous season for Fiorentina. Three seasons in a row, he scored over 20 goals in Syria, and this one was no different. 20 goals in 28 games. His best strike rate in Syria of his career um, for any time he's played less than 30 games. Um, only scored one, go- <laughs> one goal in Europe when they were in UEFA Cup. 21 goals in 32 games in all competition. Um, and... Uh, I don't really want to talk about his goals because we'll come on to that shortly. <laughs> but it just it feels like we're skimming over a lot. But don't worry, we are going to talk about some of the goals he scored because there's one in particular in this season that's just, mm-hmm. oh, just just pulls on the heartstrings like. Oh. <laughs> yeah, a Scudetto finally after ten years in Italy and 168 goals in 269 league games for Fiorentina. His first season away for them, and it's 20 goals in 28 games and a Scudetto to his name. Unreal. Scott, yeah, 
I remember, I, I'll always remember that last game of the season against Palmer, the 3 0, where he scores in that game. He doesn't score the third goal. I can't remember who gets the third. And there's about Montella. Montella gets the third yeah. one. And there's about 10 minutes left. Yeah. And the, there's just a pitch invasion because, like, obviously the Skedettles. A big won. thing. And the referee just abandons the match. Yeah, all right, that's fine. Declared it winner. He's a player <laughs> to 75 minutes, lads. <laughs> it's a bit where, like, Fabio Capello's, like, gone full of, like, apart from hitting fans like Brian Clough, but Capello's turning around and screaming at fans, like, yeah. get off the pitch. Like, you've got 15 yeah. minutes left. <laughs> There's fans, like, pleading for to- his socks and his shorts and that. He, walk- <laughs> he only walked away with his, with his boxers or something, didn't he? Uh, Totty. Gen- yeah, yeah his, boot, like, his boots and his boxers. Yeah, uh, he comes he off the pitch and just his boxers he was, on. Like, just stood there in his underwear, <laughs> like fucking. It is Batistuta that scores the third. Is it? it. Is oh, it? Yeah, Totti Montella Batistuta. Uh, Marco De Vallo scores the pointless eighty-second goal, eighty-second minute. Uh, it was. It was after that that the pitch invasion. Yeah, <laughs> they might come back here. <laughs> 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 Let's get that match abandoned. <laughs> He scored in both games against Palmer that season because the goal in the first game against Palmer. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not talk about goals. Oh, yeah, let's just talk about goals. Just get get carried away, man. (laughs) You can't not win by goals involved. This this season, he gets gets top goal scorer of the season, doesn't he? Does he finish top goal Um, scorer that season? Uh, He only ever won it once. Are you sure? And that was in... Yeah, when he got his 26. Yeah, I know he got that one, but I'm sure he's got more than one. No, Unless it's inside the squad, unless it's like Roma's top goal scorer. Shevchenko won it in 99-2000. It was Dario Hubner and Trezeguet joint. (laughs) Oh, no, sorry, that's 0102. Sorry. I thought he had more than one. Crespo, 26. Oh, fair dues. His first Aye. season at Lazio. My bad, my bad. His first season at Lazio. To be fair, the Eagles take the title the season after. The season, season before. Is it? Season I thought it was... Yeah, yeah get him mixed up big time. <laughs> Roma people hold that as well. Oh, yeah, Roma yeah. took yeah. it off them, didn't they? they? From the the city. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, got it mixed up. <laughs> that isn't Milan Club or Juventus. <laughs> <laughs> Because, uh, well, as you, anybody watching will obviously see what tops we've got on display, but anybody listening, uh, me and Nath both have the same 99-2000 Fiorentina shirt with Batistuta 9 on the back. Dill has hanging up the Roma shirt with Batistuta 18. 18 being his squad number in that season where they won the league. The following yep. season, was injuries totally catching up mm-hmm. on the body now. Um, which is evident in his goal-scoring uh, record. So it, also, that they signed Antonio Cassano that summer for a lot of money. Great like player. 18 million or something like that. World record for a teenager at the time. Batistuta at this point is 32. Got Cassano coming through. Montella is still like 27. <laughs> Adding Cassano to them strikers. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know, man. It's ridiculous, isn't Del Vecchio it? Because went nowhere either. Right. So... <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. Just Adding Cassano to them. So, Antonio, Antonio Cassano 
wanted the number 18. Imagine having the fucking balls to come into a t- club be like, yeah, number 18 is my favourite number. I'm 18 year old, I don't care, but like, I want number 18. <laughs> so, Batistuta was happy to oblige, handed it over, took the number 20, because that was the amount of goals he'd scored the season before. <laughs> um, but six goals in uh, 23 games in the league. Um, didn't score at all in Europe. Would have been unreal if the season after you went number six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, like his ankles at this point were were causing him a lot of bother. Um, mm. the, the following season after that, it was four goals in 12 games for Roma. Moved on loan to Inter Milan in the January, where he went on to score two goals in 12 games. Um, an attempted move to Fulham never came through. In uh, that was imagine that it would have been a shame because it would have been like a finished Batistuta, really. Yeah, moving to like coming to play in England. So, what year was that? Or four or five season? Or three or four? It was a start. It was 2003. Moved to Qatar. No, was it not? Oh, so he's that into 2002-2003? Yeah. yeah. So, so he'd been up front with like Louis Saha and like Steve Marley or something. If he'd got the move to Fulham, mm. I would have been. Barry Hills. What I'm looking at. Hills and Barry Stewart up front, man. That's a top <laughs> four finish. <laughs> he'd have been up front with Brian McBride. Oh, nice. Barry Stewart's captain would have been Lee Clark. That is Percy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as he's career dwindled down he uh, moved to Qatar played for Al-Arabi he's got 25 goals in 18 games in his first season there mind was top he scorer he would take piss that in it yeah that, that is like he, I bet he barely moved I, I Pep bet Guardiola played in that season so I think Gaza played for a team in that season as well oh, he, he played for Mumbai in a Mumbai, for a Mumbai team or something at some point <laughs> he's got a worldy goal no, it was China. I he played he played a game in China once. Can you remember he went and played in China? He scored like a he scored a goal. He drove it from the halfway line and bagged it. Was, oh, it was mental. <laughs> I, Batistuta, is it? I'm sure he's in the Qatari Hall of Fame, Qatari Football Hall of Fame. Wouldn't surprise me. I can't imagine there's many. There's many. No, uh, I think me or you could get in that. <laughs> Fuck off, man. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, he tried to play on the following season, played four games and called it a day. Called it a day. <sighs> Sad times. <laughs> so, 249 league goals in 444 league games, 300 goals in 555 games in all competition at club level. And... Oh, what a, what a footballer, man. Just Oh. Right, Love sorry to like put, put in and go back. I just thought, I'll have a little Google because I didn't do it right. 0304 squad for Al-Arabi had Stefan Effenberg in centre mid with him. Yeah. Oh, nice quality. No, we're only scored 25 goals. <laughs> oh, one, of them video, one of them goal videos is a picture of them both stood over a free kick and... Like I always tell myself, like Effenberg's like who's taking it, and I, I just get this feeling like he's like saying to himself, "Oh, you can just take it. My uncles are killing me." Matty <laughs> <laughs> Stewart scored thirty-five free kicks in his career. I didn't know it except peace. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if he actually took penalties like all the time. 
Yeah. If I he just... was like a full on like right, I'm taking penalties. Like some of his free kicks and all weren't like um like I'm not gonna I'm not saying it because we're Sunderland fans, but you know when Shearer scored a free kick, like Shearer was never on free kicks for Newcastle if it wasn't over twenty two yards. Yeah. But I still really... someone like thirty five yards. You got like a pure scoop on it. It was they were incredible, like Gets so much whip and power on them. Yeah, it's a specimen, like <laughs> absolute specimen. <laughs> right? Should we should we go over his international career then? Fun then. Our favourites. So I'm I'm more excited to talk about goals and that shortly. So. <laughs> right, let's just skip through this. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> one, two, Copper Americas, 1991. In 1995, um, no, 1993. Sorry, it was it 1993, wasn't it? He returned it, Aye. yeah. 91 and 93. No Maradona in either of those squads, eh? Mm. Didn't need him. Still playing. Diego Simeone was in there, though. Ugh. Played in both sides. <laughs> um, Confederations Cup in 1992. Um, didn't really do anything in World Cups, like in terms of progression far, but didn't have score a lot of goals in them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 1994 World Cup, hat-trick against Greece. 1998 World Cup, a hat-trick against Jamaica. Just, uh, yeah. um, first first play to do it, huh? Yeah. Scored two hat-tricks in two different World Cups. Beautiful. I like that. Now, as, as was mentioned earlier, for as long as he was in a World Cup tournament, he was top scorer. Apart from 2002, where yeah, well, he was, he was 33 year old and <laughs> his ankles were shot. That was his last, his last, that was his last tournament. His last appearances for Argentina were in that World Cup. Mm. Scored in it though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he since Nigeria. Yeah. yeah. So he scored in every World Cup he played, which really, so you can take that. Yeah. Oh yeah, 54, 54 goals in 77 games for Argentina. Only just beaten by a Messi. Yeah. Unreal that. Yeah, that's a great. Says a lot. Considering if you said to some, some not everyone, but random some random people, like, can you name me five Argentina players? I reckon a good seventy percent wouldn't say him. I think I they'd be like you, actually. would say Batistuta. Would say. Oh, oh, you mean like? I don't think they would. I reckon. Yeah, I. I, I, I mean, if you I just said someone, them. can you name me five Argentina players from history? They'd be like. Aguero, uh, Messi and Maradona and then they would be like uh, Aguero, Aguero Higuain, Higuain Tevez yeah, I'm, I'm thinking I'm thinking people just think the same as me there. <laughs> yeah but I, I, that's what I'm saying I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like neither hand I don't, I don't think they would I, I really don't think they would I, I think, think it'd be one of them ones where it's like on an international yeah. level it's a, I think it's, it's one of them where like, you see it and then it's oh yeah but it's still uh, but yeah I am yeah He's, he'd be one We're of the first ones I'd say one more international level than Messi has. Yeah, of course he has. <laughs> but like that's what I'm saying. That's why he's so. I'm not, say, I'm, not, I'm not saying he's a better footballer than Messi or anything like that. But he's I got am. a record at Argentina. <laughs> I am as well. Balls to it. Fuck it. I am. Yeah. <laughs> like he might. He might have scored more goals, but in a time where a lot of Batistuta's goals, he's had to fight to get. Like, I guarantee you, the majority, the majority of Batistuta's goals in his entire career. Before he's even managed to get the shot on target, the shot on goal, there's a foul given nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or he's 
probably wouldn't have wanted his foot amputated. I'd even be playing this. <laughs> <laughs> he could walk properly if he was playing today. <laughs> right. Should... I'll tell you what. Should we just move on to favourite goals, lads? Yes. We're all dying to actually <laughs> fucking talk about his goals here. <laughs> right. Go should, on, we go... should we go through our favourite goals and then we'll just talk about some goals after as well? That... Well, yeah, yeah, I did my top three that top you asked three. for. Yeah. And then there's, there's going to be numerous to mention. I'll go first. <laughs> in at number three. Not like welcome your guests in, like, but. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in at number three, it's the semi final of the 1996 Coppa Italia against Inter, where it's played through on an angle and where most people watching this would think he's going to blast this in here. He gives the most deft chip that just floats yeah. into the far corner. It's fucking beautiful, eh? It is just, <laughs> oh, it's one of them when you're watching, you're like, you know, when you when somebody dinks or chips a keeper and at a height, so you're seeing it loft and you're always like, oh, <laughs> you take an in breath as it goes in and you're like, oh, before you're up, it's just a beautiful goal and a beautiful so, finish. Uh, I, know. And I love the fact it goes against. It goes against what a typical Batistuta goal is, like in the. Ah, in what the it defines. Because you, you do kind of. I mean, I've, I've said it multiple times on here. He was a specimen and he was powerful. Like you think of Batistuta and you do think Rocket. Yeah. That that goal was a beautiful goal. That was yeah. just all skill and caress. So that is my number <laughs> three. So, go on then, Dill. You you can you can pick your third. My third is the 1997-1998 season for Fiorentina. Scores a hat-trick in this game and it's a bicycle kick from outside the box versus Udinese. That's mine. You're number three as well? Yeah. Is it Udinese? Because I wrote Juve, Udinese, Siena, all with question yeah, marks because I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, mate, it's Udinese, yeah. Unreal um, goal. Yeah, like, the <laughs> simple audacity of it. Oh yeah, from outside the box yeah. as well. Nave tried one in a pre-season game about a few weeks ago and just totally missed the ball. But like, mm. this is a bit different. <laughs> I'm determined to hit one. Like, not, it maybe doesn't look the flashiest because, like, when you hear like biceps now, you think of like Ronaldo's or Bale's because it doesn't go like ping right in the top corner. But it's just where he's from, like. 20 yards out, he's easy. Outside the box. He's got to be 20 yards. Uh, easily. And he's just flung his bicycle kick out of nowhere. Like, I don't know if it is, but I hope it's his hat-trick goal. <laughs> like, <laughs> the audacity makes me think he's on a hat-trick. Like, I need my third. I'm going to just try something. Yeah, Man. like, it just... It, it's just because it's like, there's like a fumbling, the cross comes in and they like, they half-ass clear it, don't they? Yeah, and he could easily just bring it down and then side foot it in the same corner that it goes in. But he just goes, I oh, you know what, and he just chucks himself and it just nestles beautifully in the keeper's bottom left. And you're like, oh, there's, he's there's done just, that. There's just something beautiful about that sweaty man flopping in the air <laughs> as he goes to do a bicycle kick as well. <laughs> him and Puyol, him and Puyol amaze me. They can play football at time hair up. Oh no, I, I, yeah. Oh, in front of the eyes, I guess. I, I I can't operate in daily life. 
like, without <laughs> my hair tied back. Like, for, for listeners who don't know what I look like, I've got hair, like, down to my ass. Like, I really don't <laughs> <long> hair. <laughs> I cannot do sport without my hair tied back. I put my hair in a French plait to do jujitsu because I can't have it in my eyes. And he's fucking scoring over 200 career goals. And he can't see fuck all. 22-yard bicycle kicks. Apart from the Argentina manager that he fell out with in the midnight is that made him cut his hair. Yeah, I said yeah, he wasn't going to pick him. Get oh, didn't that pick him for like Samson. That could have been he didn't pick him for a Copper America, did he? Because of it. Yeah. And he threatened it for the World Cup, and I think he took like an, like three I centimeters knew, off yeah. the bottom. All the <laughs> yeah. So was that your number three as well, there? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was my number two. <laughs> nice. I nice. was gonna. I was gonna move it to my number three as well. I fucking wish I did now. <laughs> so go on, Nath. Give us your. Give us your number two. I have gone for well, we did, we said we weren't going to talk about it, so let's talk about it. The the heartbreaking goal, the volley against Fiorentina for Roma, it's where yeah. there's a bit of a build up, the ball gets nodded down, and what? But I dare say, Bob, maybe it's about the same distance, maybe a little bit further on, maybe he's 22, 23 yards out, and he's just struck it and he's fired it straight down the goalkeeper's throat, like he's just bang. And before anyone's even got anywhere near him, he's crying. <laughs> the, the emotion that comes with this goal as well. It's my oh. number one. It, 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 it was I was going to say, I think it's Chase number one. It was my... It was my... It was my... It was one nil win. Yeah. yeah. Like, the Roman needed it. Yeah. It, and, it, it, he tried a lot in that game as well. Like, as much as he, he said in his interview afterwards, like, he wished someone else would have scored to take that off him. But, like, in that game, he tries loads to score he, against Fiorentina. He's just left there in the summer. They had a statue of him at the stadium. By all means, it was like fan-made. It wasn't like a... Uh, it was paper mache. It was paper mache <laughs> statue, which got ripped down. And at the start of this game, he, he went over... To, it's at the Olympico. He, he yeah. went over to the 3,000 travelling Fiorentina fans and saluted them, which they, to be fair, like, give them the respect back. Mm. And, yeah, uh, he'd done the same at the end of the game, but the, the, the fucking goal like, what a way to score it, though. Eh? Like, it's just unreal. It's a, he's not even looking at the net, <laughs> yeah, volley from 30 yards out, absolute rocket, just bump. He's booing his eyes out after it's every a pure single, talk and die from the keeper as well. Yeah, every single Roma player, it has still been Toldo that yeah. Toldo's last season at Fiorentina. Every Roma player goes over to congratulate him, and he's just like he's just a mess. It's just <laughs> just an emotional mess. Like it's mint, man. Oh man. Oh, just like, <laughs> oh, just 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 hit you. Just hit you. It right does. In the chest. <laughs> it does. It does. It's a. Oh, it's what a goal though. Like the, that, my, my top three have been covered already. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Dill. What's your number two? <laughs> my number two is the cushioned volley against Palmer. For Roma, yeah, had to get a Roma. Nearly. Had to get a Roma goal in, <laughs> uh, but nah, just absolutely sick. Like coming over his left shoulder, and doesn't just try and twat it as hard as he can with the laces. Just nice little cushion dink, got them back in the game because they were one nil down. Walter Sam with the ball over the top. What a ball that is! By oh. mm. <laughs> yeah. that's not a hoof. That's like a measured. Nah. Yeah, it's, it's just 
Can you remember that pass that Van Dijk played last season and everybody was like, people were like wanking over it. Oh, dude, you've never seen a defender do this before. Walter yeah. Samuel, <laughs> 2000. <laughs> and like you say, like he does it in front of the away crowd like, and they just go mad. Did, uh, the two is in between Fabio Cannavaro and Lillian Taram as he takes that ball down as well. Mm. Like the, these aren't fucking Muppet defenders. The, these nah. are two of the best of all time. That's two World Cup winners there. Yeah, two exactly. World Cup winners is like he's got in between. He's glided in between and taken that ball down for that goal. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's my number two. Brilliant goal. Unreal goal. Go on then, Nath. Your number one. My number one. Yeah, it's the goal that made me fall in love with him, and it's that one against Man United. The, the turn and my number one. Yeah. It's just oh, everything it's went everything beautiful. Commentary and everything. Yeah, yeah, the commentary. Yeah. everything <laughs> felt beautiful. Although they lost that game, like it's just the turn, he turns stand like he's not there. The ball in from Delivio, who had an unbelievable game that game, um, and he just hits it. He just absolutely smashes it and fucking. Like, what, a rocket, like. what it's I like it's that. like everyone blamed like Bosnich because he it, but it fucking moves right. It does move. And if you look at the video back right, even like the Man United defenders and the fans are like, oh, I, where the fuck did that come from? Do not let him turn turns again. around and like looks at Roy Keane like, <laughs> like <laughs> don't let don't let him turn. <laughs> oh, it, it, that, right. I, I wrote the commentary down, although it's in our like theme. I've wrote down, right? He turns down like he's not there and he has a blast, right? And then Tilsey shouts, what a fantastic speed of light strike from Gabriel Batistuta. He's done it again against English opposition and he's silenced Old Trafford here tonight. Yeah. It's just <laughs> a bit when he hits it and like he's walking, like he's given nothing but David Beckham and Gary Neville shit for that entire game. And he just walks past David Beckham. He's pointing at him. There's a picture of it on Google. He's pointing at David Beckham like, and he's saying something to him like, Unreal, man. Like, that, that, that was the second group stage, wasn't it? That game. It was yeah. against Arsenal in the first group stage. Mm. It was just because that didn't that goal give them the lead. Yeah, they took the lead. They went yeah, one 0 up. No. One 0 up and went on to obviously they went on to lose the game. But nah, it's, it's, it's that is my favourite. That is oh, it's that is just fantastic. Hit. If it wasn't for Tildesley and Big Ron on comms, it might have been two. But <laughs> oh, it's just unreal. Like he turns Stan with two touches. And like no, the ball, no, no. the ball's brought in on his so-called weaker foot. You know what you I mean? Like, what is, like, is lads? We're like, we're, we're so lucky to like have that because I I was watching that last night and I just started laughing to myself. It sounds like a pure sicko, but I was just thinking, imagine if we had to see that goal today and I've got fucking Fletch and Steve McManaman commentating on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, you 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 you're right. You are. You're right. You are, yeah. You're right. It's, it's not. Some, it's it's some, still some... a great goal, but it's not as good. Like it wouldn't hit the same. Just made that like bang. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I just... uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. We are very lucky like, to have like, lived through that time. Like like I said on the commentator episode that we did a while back, at the end of it, yeah, I've been one round. We need commentators in the kit. <laughs> 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 but it's down to people like Clive Tildesley that like yeah. certain eras are defined by certain voices as well as moments and Clyde Tailsley in the late 90s early noughties Champions League is just fucking pinnacle for me I love it yeah. and that's a great choice hey I tell you what looking through those uh, goal montages though fucking hell you, you <laughs> it was hard 50, it, I, I literally went with my heart for them three goals yeah. like if I went with head 
I, that my night goal wouldn't be in the top three. Yeah. The, uh, the well, that's that's what it's football's. That's what it's all about. It's what you love, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's, completely. There's uh, there's that many good of, goals. Yeah, I tell you what, one of he's, one of there was a he, great one where there's an indirect free kick against AC Milan, and it's laid off to him. About, I know which one you beat. Yeah, about six yards out, right? <laughs> puts his foot the, like the ball's hitting the net before you even like blink. It's about two mil away from knocking someone out on the line. <laughs> Can you it's, imagine having like set up for that free kick? I'd be yeah. like, nah, nah, no chance. You're all right. It's no just as it's in the world. It's as it's rolling, you just see Beres, you just kind of go, nah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, that many, there's that many good goals, though. Like, when you, if you search, if you search on YouTube, anyone, just put in Batistuta goals. It's like, it's not even just like, it's like top 10 Roma, top 10 Fiorentina, yeah. top 10 Argentina. Like, he scored good goals, no matter where oh, he was at. Where he's been. One of, like, one of like the lighter goals I like is that, um, I think it's 98 World Cup, the little chip against Japan where he gets slipped through I think it's uh, it could even be um, it might be Veron or someone that slips him through and he just dinks it over the Japan keeper into the bottom corner like oh. and he's got Puma Kings on in that game as well the, the only one that didn't nearly make mine was a Roma one it's a, it's like a probably hypocrite myself but it's, it's a free kick like right on the edge of the box right and the only reason I like it is like the ball at the end of it Looks like it's been smashed. Like you could, like you can hear the ball going. Fuck me, that hit. He hit me. <laughs> like hits the bar, hits the back of the net, hits the side net, drops the floor, hits the net, hits the roof of the net. Like the ball just doesn't stop. And you think if that net wasn't there, Jesus, he's put like a hole in the Olympic. <laughs> Stewards dead. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a goal for Fiorentina, and I couldn't make out who it was against. Um, where the ball comes in, and he's tried to get behind the keeper. The keeper spills it. And as he's behind it, he has to like improvise and like scorpion kick. Like so flicks his heel. Yeah, as he's on the deck, and he puts it on the other side. Of the, uh, puts it in the other side of the goal. And like that man just knew how to score goals. It meant like we're about like, like we're about the ball like exploding off his foot, but like in some of the montages, like you look at his headed goals, the ball bounces off his head just as fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but again, like he had a multitude of different headers. Like diving header, power header, glancing header. Yeah, like, like, it was just like a total threat in the air and all. First he could score any volleys. type of goal. He could first score any volleys. type of goal. How many first touch volleys were on that video where the cross is coming in and he just yeah. bangs straight out of his feet? Yeah, but like this, what you're saying there, Jay. Like this is uh, the start of the the start of the chapters. Like uh, always, a quote by the player, and his is when I was playing football, I never enjoyed it that much. I was never happy. If I scored two goals, I wanted a third. I always wanted more. And you can see that, like, oh, anything to score. I'm putting it in with my dick, my ass, my fucking, <laughs> my neck. I don't care. Like, he knew, how to, he knew how to get the ball where he wanted the ball to be. I absolutely. Because ultimately, if that ball doesn't go in that net, you don't win. There's, there's clips where you watch and there's, like, defenders backing off from him as he's running at them because he's just, he runs aggressively, if you know what I mean. Like, uh, he looked yeah. frightening. He looked frightening when he <laughs> ran because these fucking elbows and knees are everywhere. And it's, it's just <laughs> so powerful. I wouldn't want to play against him. Like, and like, we won. Yeah, I, I just, I totally didn't realize how fast the bastard was. Like, <laughs> um, as well as iconic goals, anyway, he also played in some iconic football kits. So, lads, do we have a favorite shirt that he played in? Please, I'm wearing it. 
So that's the ninety nine two thousand <laughs> Fiorentina shirts for yeah. for listeners. Um, mine is this one, but the away shirt. It's all white and it's an absolute thing of beauty. The two thousand two hundred one Roma away skid at a winning top. My favourite is the 1992-93 Fiorentina home shirt sponsored by 7-Up. Yes, that's a top. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> like the sponsored, it's like, it's a bit understated. It's just basically all purple with a little bit of white trim and the 7-Up logo just fits nicely. Uh, the away kit that season was the one that looked like it had swastikas stickers on it. <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what's another tidy kit. It's, it might be the season after the one that Dill's got. You know the the navy one with the orange the orange trim. Yeah, that's all one or two. The third yeah, kit. Yeah, that is a tidy shirt. That the, uh, there was loads uh, to yeah. choose from. Yeah, and Roma off Fiorentina. There was like the O two or three Roma ones tidy. It's the white one as well, which got like that weird. It had like a weird trim in here for some reason. Oh, like a mid trim. Yeah, I know what you mean. I like. I like the one, the the one I've got with Tomasi on the back, the the divide, like the kind of like dark orange and. The, oh, like the, the half, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, the half half one. I like that one in Sick. his Roma days. What a but legend! Yeah, what a legend, man! He that, just covers that. all areas, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks fucking good in purple and, <laughs> <laughs> and and the burgundy Roma as well. Um, do you want to quiz, boys? Go on then. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to fail badly, but go on. <laughs> Do you uh, pen and paper? Uh, yeah, you might as well. It's not, it's not special. In fact, some of the answers we've actually mentioned during the show, which was inevitable. But it's How, many quest- hmm? How many questions? Ten. I'll fit on here. Is but- the answer to everyone, Batistuta or Batigol? <laughs> uh, play along at home, listeners, if you want. Um, it's a quiz on Gabriel Batistuta. And also, listeners, if you have a favourite shirt that he ever wore, let us know. We'll put a poll up to on our social media to see who's uh, that we picked gets voted. Yeah. The, the, the ultimate prawn sandwich podcast by a goal kit. Well, let us know. <laughs> if there's any we've not mentioned. Is ready, boys? Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. In the 94-95 season, where Batistuta won his solitary Italian top goalscorer award, which fellow Argentine was runner-up to him? What year? 94-95. Oh, might be a bit back for me, that. Runner-up to him, runner-up to him. Well, he had been there, yeah. Right. Guess. Question two. Matty Stuter finished fourth in the 1999 Ballon d'Or, but who won it? Oh, yeah? 1999. 1999. Yeah. The runner-up was David Beckham, and third place was Shevchenko. Yeah. That was back when the Ballon d'Or was just European Player of the Year, before it merged with World Player of the Year. Question three. Who was second top goal scorer in all competitions for Roma in the 2000-2001 season behind? It's got to be. 
question four should be an easy one. Who plays the pass to Batistuta before he rinses yaps down with two touches to score against Manchester United in the second group? Oh, match? no. The <laughs> Champions League. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Question five. Against which team did Batistuta score his last ever goal for Argentina? One second. Dill's just going to blow his nose there. So, what Wild is Dill's treating. No, nah, I'm not. I'm not. No, no, no. Not, every time I do a podcast, the dog decides to get the most fucking annoying toy he can out of a fucking box and <laughs> chew the shit out of it. <laughs> I thought you were going for a pure epic nose blow then. Like, <laughs> um, right. Question six. If you were to add. His three squad numbers up at Roma, what would the total be? Bit of a maths question thrown in. I'm trying to think of them. <laughs> I know them when you shit at maths. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he only had two squad numbers at Rome. Ah. Uh, oh, mentioned all three before. No, we never yeah. we mentioned the third, no. No, you never. Nah, I'm not even going to guess because I don't know the third one. One minute. How bad am I at maths? <laughs> yes, go on. Yeah. You've got to get it bang on, by the way. There's no closer to the answer. It's got to be actual bang on. Um, in 2017, who finally broke his record as the most expensive player aged over 30? So, what was that? I'm pure going for this maths, eh? <laughs> in 2017, which player? Broke his record as the most expensive player transferred over thirty year old. Question eight: Who won FIFA World Player of the Year in nineteen ninety nine? Gabriel Batistuta finished third. David Beckham finished second. But who won it? Oh, God's sake, man. <laughs> Question nine. In what year did Lionel Messi break Batistuta's goal-scoring record? For Argentina, obviously. In what year? Yeah. I think I said it before. I'm not 100%. It's in my notes, but I don't know if I said it. <laughs> I was trying not to say it before when we mentioned it. And question 10, final answer. How many times did he make the FIFA 11? Oh, Jesus. <sighs> right, sorry, mate. What was number one again? So anything one I don't have the answer for. Uh, which fellow Argentinian was runner up to go oh, yeah. to in the top scorer in 94 95? I'm going to be gutted with that one if I've got it wrong and scribbled him out. Are you ready for us to run through the answers? Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm ready. <laughs> One minute. Right, what? You ready to go for the answers? Yeah, we're doing our usual. Say who we've got each and then... Yeah, say, say who we've got. Do you, right. Well, there's just three of us on today, so I'll read the question out. You both give an answer and I'll tell you what it is. Any dramas? Sound. So, question one. Which fellow Argentine was runner-up in the 1994-95 season to his, his top scorer? Well, I know I'm wrong because I just put Crespo because I didn't know. I put Hernan Crespo because I'd scribbled out Abel Balbo. Nathan Cupid, you should have went with your first instance. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, oh, was it Balbo? Yeah. Oh, word. Got it for you, <laughs> <laughs> I've lost. I've lost the quiz now. Okay, now. I'm on roll. I've won, have I won like two quizzes on the bounce? Ah, what we done? Yeah, I beat you. Won, Hugh. Yeah. I beat you, Hugh, and then I beat we Dylan in the FA Cup one. one. Yeah, the, the, for the Club World Cup episode. Oh, yeah. We didn't do one last week, did we? Yeah. I've, I've, because we recorded a few weeks ahead, saying last week and stuff, pure confuses us. Um, question two. Who won the 1999 Ballon d'Or? I went with Brazilian Ronaldo. I wrote Zidane. <laughs> it was Rivaldo. Oh, if I've got them two questions the wrong way around, I'm going to flip. I say That's what I think <laughs> I've done. Um, who was Roma's second top, second highest scorer in the 2000-2001 season in all competitions? I went Montella. It was Montella. It was? Yes. It was Get in. Montella. Yeah. We both got that one. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like Balbo like. <laughs> Question four. Who plays the plaster in for his goal against Man United in the Champions League in 1999 2000? Delivio. Yeah. Delivio. I'd have had no chance if Nev didn't say it. <laughs> Wait, against which team did he score his last ever goal for Argentina? Nigeria. Nigeria. That is correct. If you add his three squad numbers up at Rome, what is the total number? 71. 71. 71 is correct. His other number, Nath, was 33. He took for his age in his last season. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Fucking Apple Balbo. <laughs> Question seven. Um, who broke his record as the most expensive player aged over 30 in 2017? Cristiano Ronaldo. I just didn't answer it. Uh, Leonardo Benucci. Oh, fuck. How much was he when he went to AC? Yeah. I forgot they broke the bank for him. He was shite. He was like, yeah, he was. He was really bad. Shite, and I went back to UV and was like, oh, I'm good again. <laughs> <laughs> um, question eight. Who won FIFA World Player of the Year in 1999? I wrote Rivaldo. I wrote Rivaldo for that one. You both wrote Rivaldo? Yeah. That's correct. You won it in both. Oh, thank fuck from that. Um, in what year did Lionel Messi break Batistuta's Argentina goal-scoring record? I wrote 2014. Just guessed. 2016. Dill takes it with 2016. Yeah, man, I scribbled out 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you need to trust your first instincts, like. You should have been tired or something. Um, question 10. How many times did you make the FIFA 11? I wrote eight. I wrote twice. Yeah, twice. Uh, yes. Twice is correct. I overhead that one there. 
Dill takes Dill takes it this week. Two, four, seven, seven, four. Uh, the tiebreaker for a bit of fun was just how many competitions has he finished top scoring? Like how many occasions has he been top scoring a competition? Oh, three in national as well. Yeah, five. The correct answer was six. Bastard. <laughs> Unreal. So, but that, that's including the Copper Italia. The yeah, one. Copper Italia, Serie A, uh, Copper America. Yeah, Copper America twice. Twice in that. Uh, Confederations Cup and the Confeds. Qatar League. Oh, Confed Cup. Yeah. Of course. The- I got the Qatar League. Bastard. He was pure good in Qatar. You see some of his goals in that league are phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> right. For a bit of fun then. A one to eleven of players Batistuta played with, um, just favourites, as we always say, not necessarily the best ones, just our personal favourites. The rules with this one, Batistuta had to start up top. Yep. So whatever <laughs> formation you've put has to include <laughs> Batistuta. Um, any? I've gone with a four-four-two diamond. Four-four-two diamond. Or two, three, one, because I really like that formation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, go on, Endil. Got the whole team, but or just. Um, we'll go through positions. We'll go through our positions. Go on, goalkeeper. Uh, struggled because I don't think he played great ones. I went for Toldo. Yeah, Toldo's mine. Yeah, I had Toldo. I don't think he ever played with like a big, big one really, apart from Toldo. Yeah, so. I could only think of. Carlos Roa at international level. Uh, I was yeah. going to put Abdon Zieri, but I thought, no, I'll just go with Toldo. And Angoloni for Roma. Ooh, I can't remember the yeah. name of the, the young girl, or Pelazzoli or something, whatever. Hmm. But uh, anyway, yeah, Toldo for me as well. Um, left back, Nath. Uh, Juan Pablo Sorin from his days in the Argentine national side. A lovely ch- and another lovely man as well. Uh, lovely, <laughs> lovely, <laughs> lovely. Uh, I've gone. Uh, I've gone for Vincent Candela. Nice. Vincent, I've got Vincent Candela. <laughs> Second choice, to be fair. Yeah. Second choice. Right footed left back with another nice head of hair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right back, Dylan. Uh, Inter Milan days. Javier Zanetti. Oof, good at. International level as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Here's one minute, lads. Okay. Just for the listeners and the viewers, I live on like a main road and there's summer kicking right off outside. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you 20 quid it's Slaters and all the chabs are getting a tan bed now because they've had one in seven months. Uh, uh, Dill lives above a pub. And, uh, yeah, but you pub in Carlisle. He's told him where he's going to have folk around his house now. <laughs> Sponsor it. Ah, it's kickoffs class. Love it. <laughs> give us, give us, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You said Zanetti for your Zanetti. Right That's yeah. a personal favourite. That one, isn't it? Yeah. Mine. Oh, 100 percent. Because I know his yeah. players weren't great. Just, but for favourite players, I, but I love him. Like <laughs> Cafu, Cafu. I mean, oh, that was Cafu. who I originally wrote, and then went, oh, you know. Centre back pair in there. Uh, centre-back pairing of Maurizio Pochettino and Walter Samuel. Nice. Pochettino was an unbelievable centre-back. And a head of hair. <laughs> and a good head of hair. Man. What the <laughs> fucking team of mains, eh? Shower's going to be ages. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but washing going there. Hold that bus. <laughs> uh, who's your centre-back pairing, Dill? 
Uh, Walter Sam and another cheat of the inter, Fabio Cannavaro from that season. <laughs> nice. Um, Walter Samuel for me and Roberto Ayala. Nice. nice. Yeah, nice, nice. Nice. Shout out, Repka. Yeah. <laughs> I originally put Sensini in, in before Pochettino, but... I had I, uh... Amoruso wrote down. Lorenzo. Yeah, as a maybe. It was my days when he when about my age when he moved when he was at Rangers and Blackburn. Yeah, I don't know why I just thought he was a pure animal. I was like, he's class. Yeah. Sunderland almost signed him. I know. Um, right. So at the bottom of my diamond, we have the uh, same Sunderland cult hero, Stefan Schwartz. Oh no, I've got Damiano Tomasi. I've got him a little bit further forward. It <laughs> 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 is in my side, but yeah, right. Stefan Schwartz. Stefan Schwartz. Nice. Nice. Diamond. Uh, Nath, uh, my two, us, you? my two holding in the obviously in the four two three one. I have gone with Rui Costa and a little witch Juan Sebastian Veron because I am not going to not put him in. <laughs> nice. Um, my two that sit above Stefan Schwartz, Damiano Tomasi, as mentioned, and Rui Costa, as you just mentioned there, Nath. Was. That's a good three, that to be fair. Loads of legs in there. Balance and all, eh? Mm. My two are the already mentioned Stefan Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't care how young he was, my favourite Italian footballer of all time, Daniele De Rossi. <laughs> I, <get him. laughs> I love it. I love a little stipulation. Like, Number 36 uh, or something. <laughs> oh, brilliant stuff. Um, sitting at the top of your diamond, Dill. Um, maybe a little bit further forward than he played, but he definitely did it in his AC Milan days. Um, Rui Costa. Nice. I like that. I like that. Um, at the top of my diamond sits the god of Rome, Francesco Tai. Yeah, I've got Tai and Cam. Nice. Um, so you've still got... I've got left and right to do, so I'll give you them. Uh, on the right, I have got Enrico Chiesa. Nice. To cut inside and drill it with his left foot. And on the left-hand side, to dribble, cut inside and hit it with his right foot, I've got Ariel Elberito Ortega. Oh, nice. Nice. Oh, nice. A little bit of Football Manager Chronicles getting in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, then, nice. and then you've got Totti and Cam. Like, please. And obviously, bat a goal finishes. And then, your obviously, you've got bat a goal up top. Yeah. Oh, you've got an attractive 11. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Very pretty. There's a lot of hair. Um, <laughs> up top, I've got Vincenzo Montella, partner in Batigol. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, that's it. That's mine. It, it's fucking obvious who mine are, isn't it? Yeah. Batigol and Totti. <laughs> I like how there wasn't much like difference between many of our players. I know, a lot. <laughs> There's only a couple, like, to be fair. Do you want to bash through with a one quick? Bash through a what? Sorry? Bash through them like we always do in a one. Yeah, go yeah. on. I'll, I'll, I'll rub up mine. Uh, yeah. Taldo in goal, Vincent Candela left back, Cafu right back, Walter Samuel, Roberto Ayala centre half, um, Stefan Schwartz at the bottom of a diamond with Tomasi and Rui Costa in the middle of it, Francesco Totti being the tip, Montella and Batagol up top. Yeah, I've got the same formation. I've got Taldo in net. Uh, Javier Zanetti at right back, uh, Vincent Candela at left back, Walter Sam and Cannavaro 
centre-halves. I've got Tomasi at my base in front of him, De Rossi and Schwartz. Tip of my diamond, I've got Rui Costa. And partner in Batty Goal up top is the King of Rome, Francesco Totti. Managed by Claudio Ranieri. Nice. Yes. It's just such a nice block. <laughs> yep. Pink man. Getting it done. I like it. I like Go on, it. Rattle through yours. Uh, so, 4-2-3-1 formation. I have Francesco Toldo in goals. Right back, Cafu. Centre-back partnership of Walter Samuel and Maurizio Pochettino. Left back of Juan Pablo Sorin. Uh, two sitting midfielders, Rui Costa and Lilwich, Juan Sebastian Veron. And then three uh, on the right, I've got Enrico Chiesa in cam, Francesco Totti on the left, Ariel Ortega with Batigal up top. And I've also got a gaffer as well. I've got Ranieri because he's nice. Yes. And then I've got Bielsa next to him to, you know, <sighs> if people need to kick up the ass. I've got Bielsa to kick him, kick him up the bum. So you can win no trophies, but be lauded as the best manager in the world. Right, that's it. Loved Loved it, boys. That was uh, probably, I've got to be honest, out of all the player profiles that we've done so far, in terms of watching videos for research, that's been the one I've enjoyed the most. Oh, yeah, 100%. Including all the tournaments that we've done as well. That was (laughs) was just goal after goal after goal. That was uh, worldy after worldy after worldy. Sheer enjoyment. Yeah. Well, that's it for another episode. Uh, before we sign off, follow us on Twitter, please, at Prawn Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Prawn underscore Sandwich. Give us five-star ratings wherever you can rate us. That would be incredibly grateful. Um, subscribe to us on YouTube. Like our posts on there. Shout out to our sponsors, T7 Clothing. Dylan's representing, I see, yeah. in a nice, tidy-looking jumper there. Also to the Apple Tree Pub in Carlisle, and book your table now. <laughs> book your table for the seventeenth of May. <laughs> Summer vibes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, shout out to the FM Retro Group as well, Ryan and his team. Uh, another episode of Football Manager, well, another series of Football Manager Chronicles should hopefully be coming your way soon. Uh, <laughs> Until the next episode, guys. Yep. Arrivederci. Adios. Sayonara. How's the bacon, did you say? It's Dutra. Oh, what a fantastic hit. Roy Keane on Holland. Here's Sancho. I can't